yeah um let's get into our guests again uh, we didn't we didn't format this since you guys both have shows since we both have shows <laughs> so uh, this is an undo show but are libre show as well possibly maybe yeah i think we can put it out we yeah. can look yeah. it out yeah we can okay, look at cool. it like that i mean well. i'm just saying you know like it's a it's an even thing um yeah. I'll let my guests introduce themselves so I don't mess up my Mexican um, pronunciation in Spanish. <laughs> so, sure, sure. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm Mauricio Diaz, uh, a co-founder of Aire Libre. And, uh, my name is Daniel Almazan Klinkwort, also co-founder of Aire Libre, partner of, of Mauricio here from Mexico City. Are you both from Mexico City? Yeah. Yeah. We, we were born and raised here. Really? Yeah. So your lungs have always been adapted. The altitude, the lungs, the food. Everything. Yeah, it's just we, regular to you. We're, we're built out of metal. I find that fascinating with coming here and just seeing that and knowing that, you know, people come here from America and they think they're so tough and then we can't eat food, we can't run, we can't walk, we can't do anything, you can't walk up a flight of stairs. And it's like to see then the people who live here and understand a history of Aztec and warriors and this, this mentality that definitely is innate within the tradition and culture. It's like you see it when you come here. Um because it's a stronger people. I respect the lifestyle because we're totally much stronger than we are. Um, how long have you been running? Mm, I mean, I guess my running journey has been for, it's been, I've been running for maybe 15 years now. Yeah. yeah about, so like I, well, I come from my, you know, I'm, I'm the, the classical story of uh, my father was a runner and, and then we used to go and see him run at marathons and, che and cheer him in races, but I didn't run. I personally didn't start running until uh, late in my, when I started my bachelor's. First to just be, try to be in shape, keep in shape. And, but that evolved really quickly to, well, to an addiction. <laughs> and then, um, and then, then to a way to discover. And, and and then gradually, you know, I started running more and, and that very simple trajectory of half marathons, marathons, and then running out in nature and then finding my my true place there. And then today, uh, seeing more, I, seeing it more as a spiritual practice and, and, and again, no, as a way, a tool to explore the world and explore ourselves and, and share and, and live. And so, yeah, that's, that's in a nutshell. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's been, for me, it's a new journey. I've been running for about four years. Mm. And uh, it's always, I mean, basically, since we started Aire Libre, no? Shortly before that, maybe. Mm -hmm. So it's always really been about discovery for me, about traveling and just being able to take my running shoes anywhere in the world and being able to step out the door and, and run. No? And it's been, it kind of started... My meditation practice started a year before that or so. So it's always had to do with the spiritual side as well, you know, the meditative side of, of doing it. So I've run very little races. I'm not really in, into that too much. I'm a lot into going to places and, and, and exploring them. So that's basically how I started and why I currently run as well. 
That's one of the things that I've always been drawn to about what you guys are doing is that's kind of where my mental state is. Mm-hmm. I respect the, the speed aspect of running marathons and winning and finishing and having these like crazy goals. But at the same time, I think just, again, the idea of survival and being able to go outside and see what you can do and how you can push yourself and where you can go with just your human body has always been really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um Tell me all of the places that you guys have been activating it. Mm, so, uh, so well, the, our journey with Aire Libre started uh, here in Mexico because we're we're from here, but not in Mexico City. So we started. The first thing we ever did was a, a, a 90k run along the desert in the north of Mexico, in the state of Sonora, along this uh, indigenous the reservation of the Seri people. And, and there, and our other partner, Manuel, myself, and, and a few friends that you, you're here with, Knox and Fred and, and Sean, we all uh, did that run. At that time, Danny was the master who captured the whole thing in, in, a, in just a cool story. And, and we put out, we put that story out. And that's how, how, Aire Libre was born, no? So out of that first adventure in, in the north of north of, of Mexico. And then from that point on, we did a we, we did a lot of stuff in Mexico, no? in Oaxaca, in 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 the state of Jalisco, in Chiapas, and we have done in the state of, of Querétaro and in Mexico City, of course, because this is our home base. Uh, but then eventually, uh, because of our curiosity and interest of, of, of using the world as our playground. Um, we've we've taken the project out, and and now we've done stuff in in, in Bolivia, uh, we've done stuff in, in Peru and Patagonia, and um, well, we've we've done some other stuff in Arizona as well, and um, and now we're gonna well this next this year sorry, <laughs> um this year is where we're gonna really taking it like far, and we're going to. We're gonna go to the Negev Desert in Israel. We're gonna go to Newfoundland in Canada, in the, the U.S. We're gonna be there doing some other stuff there too. Still, the experiences here in Mexico we're keeping them live, and because uh, it's just so much fun and 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 yeah, and just op- finding places, no. Yeah. yeah. So just to give a little bit more context, what is an experience like without El Libre? Um, well, basically, what our experiences do, we always like to see it as as having running as a vehicle to explore a culture and a place more than more than just going out and running for fitness or for training. It's about really immersing uh, oneself in, into a place and into a culture and and allowing running to make you vulnerable to that place mm-hmm. in a way that sensitizes you. So. That's kind of the leading, the leading thing we we al- we always look look for in every experience, and then for the locations we always look to 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 be able to explore places that are kind of outside of of the main tourist spots and are further away and are also easier to access via running, so that we can really get to know a place deeper. Uh, we have a lot of we put a lot of effort into connecting to the locals so that we have a local eye in every place that we go to so that we're able to really go deep into the culture you know and and we stay at the people at, at people's houses 
the, some runs apart from there or the locals will take us to some places where they know it's amazing to to walk or to run you know so it's um i mean they all they all change it they're usually about a week long when it comes to retreats we have getaways that are shorter and also in more accessible locations and more accessible prices as well so that people kind of can get a first sense of of what we do and how we do it um, and again, retreats are longer, they're more exotic. The Israel um, stuff is a retreat, Peru, Patagonia, all that is, those are retreats. And it's also worth it to stay for longer and it takes longer to to also get to know a place like that in a deeper way. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, and more recently, we've been activating another kind of experience that is run by our community, which is uh, our community is made up by past participants of our of our experiences and there's certain individuals within the community that have a special attachment to the project because of the experience they went to maybe it had it had a profound impact in the, i mean it, i think it happens to to all people but there's some people that want to be more involved so we've opened the the opportunity for people to organize uh, sessions in their hometowns and get to just uh, bring people in and show them their hometown through running in a way, in the way that they experience while being with us somewhere in, 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 in whatever experience they came to. So that's been pretty interesting to see, you know, how the community is activating these places around the world as well, and just bringing people in and showing them the power of running to discover a city. And many times it's their own city, and also the people that come is their own city. and, and all the testimonies we get is like I've never seen my city like this, you no, know, in such a way. Yeah, so I noticed um, that a lot living in Los Angeles well, too. Actually, yeah. you got to see the Are Libre Los Angeles session by chance because uh, it was Hakim Gordon and a group of people. Yeah, running yeah. Through when what that was happening was the Are Libre session in Los Angeles that was led by Hakim and Gordon. And I think they stumbled upon you. I was on my bike. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, that was the, uh, that was a sample of what a session are. Yeah. Our yeah. Session, LA sessions. was, LA's one of those places that there's so many hidden gems. I'm on the East side in Highland park. Mm-hmm. And anytime someone comes to run with me, they're like, what is all of this? Yeah. And we're doing hills and there's just little parks and there's lakes and there's all mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. that you just don't know until you explore your city. So I love the fact you guys have like a community aspect that's really growing your network. Yeah. And well, just to add up a bit, um, there's, so, I mean, it's, the experiences are very like sort of holistic. No, it's just mm-hmm. not about, well, the running as we said, no, it's just, it's a way, it's the medium. But we, we, ever since we started this project, we've always been interested in using all of this also as a way to, to explore and, mindfulness in general, uh, yoga practices, meditation practices. So every retreat or experiences have these elements as well, uh, daily meditation sessions and, and yoga practices uh, as well. And then in most, most, most of our experiences, uh, because we, uh, we try to embed also um, and bring back and revalue the ancestral knowledge so the places we go to tend to be places where indigenous tribes used to be or are still present. And, and we believe that they have very valuable and, and, and important knowledge of how to properly live life on this planet because we, we have not been doing it really right. 
Um, so, and that being said, you know, when we, we try to incorporate practices, uh, spiritual practices and rituals uh, from the tribes, you no, know? like here in Mexico, in Mexico, we do a lot of tamascales, you no, know? like the rituals when, when we go to different places. And in Peru, we, we, we take, we also, well, in Peru and both in Bolivia, we, we organize uh, ceremonies with, um, in the local indigenous tribes and and so that's that element too no and of course the food no everywhere we go food is a big element as well <laughs> and the people how do you decide and connect and do this <laughs> where do you start and you mean in deciding on a place yeah and deciding on a place and even connecting with you know locals and communities like where <laughs> I mean, in is the there same? a compass? Is there a map? Yeah. Is, is it just meeting people on the streets? Like, what what makes I mean, you? In deciding on on places, it's 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 been a lot about what we want to do next. No, what which places sound interesting and which places align to what we want to do as well. No, mm -hmm. in, in terms of like everything we just said. No, the, which places still have the. The access to these cultures and and would be interesting to explore in such a way so that we can also kind of bring back some of that culture back home, you know, back back to the big cities and stuff. So I like I like that you're saying culture and using culture in a way that actually makes sense. Hmm. Since culture is such a popular word with everyone, of but I, I mean. And you've explained a little bit of how important culture is to just defining the experience, but. What is it that people are taking away from these, these experiences within true cultures and indigenous understandings that's really valuing their lives? Or you yeah. know, I mean, first off, I think a, a, a way of relate, relating to nature and to each other in a mo much more real way and profound way. I think we've lost a lot of that in in cities, mm. being surrounded by concrete all the time and. I mean, it's it's amazing to see once you step out a little bit how detached we are actually from our from nature and from our human nature as well. So that's one of the things because a lot of these people still live out in nature and have a very because they don't have all the commodities that we have. Um, the way that they live is very much connected to their surroundings and and to to the seasons and to the place, you not know, to growing your food and. And so that is, I think for me, one of the most valuable things and also just the whole spiritual side, I mean, of, of recognizing Mother Earth and the sky and fire and all this stuff as, as forces, as spiritual forces, no? Mm -hmm. um, that's super powerful as well, no? So it brings a lot of perspective to people and I think they, they everyone, including us, every time we run one of these experiences, we return back home changed in in a way and much more sensitized yeah it's crazy um as Daniel, danny was saying there's i mean all of this has been a journey of following our curiosity and our and as cliche as it, this might sound our passion no but we have never really had a plan of like we're gonna be doing experiences and this is gonna happen but it's just being uh, from that first run we ever did in the desert. It's just like, hey, so this is fun now. What are we doing? Something similar next to that, and that has always opened branches. And we've just, you know, taken little paths that has taken us to to where we are now. And and um, so it's crazy to to see that how 
in a really unplanned way the experiences ended up being um, very tra very transformative and powerful experiences and on an individual level you know, to see how a lot of a lot of the people that come are profoundly moved and then and then and take a lot back you know, and then just kind of yeah, get come back to their daily daily life but changed and, and that wasn't that was i mean that wasn't planned no? that that was that just happened and and well we now know i mean we've done enough now that to understand what are the elements that make this happen no and now we can now we can plan uh, so that we you know we we open the probabilities of of that of that happening um, but it's 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 crazy you know? yeah still we don't stop being surprised yeah every time so on the food level let's get back to food <laughs> what are we missing out there in the world Tell us the best things you've had, the things that we need to know. <laughs> I mean, for me, always, like, in terms of food, for me, one of the top destinations in the world is Oaxaca, here mm -hmm. in Mexico. I've heard this. It's a Mex I mean, it's the capital of, of food in Mexico. It's, it's so good and it's so ancestral and so original still. To, I mean, it still keeps a lot of what what our ancestors used to do in, in that region, no? And it's the birthplace of a lot of Mexican dishes. So it's Your amazing. favorite dish? My favorite dish? Mm -hmm. hmm, that's a tough one. I know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> probably... Get ready. The <laughs> we, we, do this, we do this one thing where we go to um, a community called Teotitlan del Valle with a family... And that that works on textiles, and the mom cooks uh, cooks for us while we're there. She does this amazing mole, and it's very very authentic. Not what you would get at a restaurant. It's very much how locals would do it. And she is she has brought that recipe all the way back from her grandma and her great grandma, and, and so it's come down generations. So aside of it being at an amazing dish while you're eating it and being so delicious. It's also got all this history behind it. So I would say that's that's probably my favorite dish. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, I agree with Daniel. Oaxaca is probably uh, from the spots we go. I mean, one thing is because we're all there's a lot of physical uh, movement and 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 people get tired you no know, and then food just tastes much more amazing when you're when you Lethargic when you and dying need, when yeah. you need it yeah so pretty much anywhere we go i mean every meal we have like just are incredibly tasting cuz cuz it's it's nourishment that our, your body's asking for mm. it's not your you know i'm I'm. Uh, I want this because I'm. I'm just uh, anxious and I need food. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah. And, and then and Oaxaca. I mean, Oaxaca is particularly good for and distinct for its food. Um, and more, I, yeah, I, I would. I would have to say the same. No, the the moles that get done there, uh, either there or or at, at another restaurant in Oaxaca City, also like family owned. Called la la tech no la tele la, la tech la tech yeah I guess it's yeah 
same, but okay, love. Well, I guess we all love food, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's another, I love that question because that's an- another really amazing aspect of, of doing what we do, you know, getting to try so much everywhere around the world and it's so different. I can't wait to go to Israel and, and, oh, yeah. and actually try authentic. Yeah, the. There, you know, how it is and how the lo- locals cook it. And also getting to it not not from an outsider's perspective because what we manage to do with these experiences as well that of course benefit benefits us as the organizers is um really getting again getting into the local culture through the locals eyes and and hands and mouths and everything you know so getting to eat through them is way more authentic and it's it's been an incredible experience so we put a lot of thought into the 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 food aspect of every experience so we make the food central to what we do as well no because it's it's incredible to explore the world the world like that as well absolutely i've been um deep in some like yogi understanding swami vivekananda and just recently read um a piece that says you know experience is our only teacher and I think about that all the time when I'm on like Instagram or whatever, and there's so many comments and thoughts about things that most people never get to do or try, but they have an idea about it or they have something to say instead of just going out and experiencing things, you know, whether it just be running, just going outside and running, you know, or just going on an adventure like this. Um, I was telling Marty so like that I'm working on this doc about lack of representation within, um, long distance running when it comes to African-American women and how you don't know what you can do until you see it. You know, um, you can't really be something until you see an example in front of you. And then you're like, oh, I want to go try that or I want to go do that. And it's so important to expose people to just what else is out there and what else they could be doing with their time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because time is so precious. And you, again, you, you know, I think about, you know, I have my phone in my pocket. I have access to the world. I'm, we're hanging, mm. we're doing this. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's like what we're doing this in, to benefit not only ourselves, but like it's going to benefit others yeah. to understand what we're understanding through this experience um, because we can and we have access to it, you know? I, just, I don't know. I find that f- sure. quite interesting that with a, a cell phone, most people spend their time trying to figure out what's going on in the world instead of just going outside and figuring it yeah, out, you know? Yeah, and, and, no, and coming yeah. back and either sharing that, but also just taking the information where I can look up exactly where I want to go and get on a map and go on Google and like mm-hmm. arrive there, you yeah, know? And so. now I can figure this all out from the food to eat to what I could, what plants are here and the etymology, just everything within that region is available, but often not. Um, there's, there's not not sought after, you yeah. know. Um, I think again, what you guys are doing and just a deeper purpose in long distance running and exploring and just all of that is about showing people what else is out there in the world and what's capable and possible with the human body. Because mm-hmm. I think we've kind of been limited yeah, exactly. with what we've been creating. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what we do is about that, and it's. Um Going back to that detachment we were talking about earlier, you know, you can either spend your weekend in your couch looking at photos of nature in your, in, in, on your phone, no? or you can go out to nature and actually experience it. Or what I was saying about the sessions, a lot of the people that come to the sessions 
have never experienced the city in that way. And it's just a thing of, of researching a little bit, like you're saying, looking, looking up on Google Maps and creating a route and getting to know What's the there? city, you know, like what Ricky Gates has been doing lately with every single street and getting to know places like that in a very, very mm -hmm. deep way. Mm -hmm. So everyone can do it. It's just a thing of changing perspective. How are people responding to that? Is it easy? Is it hard? Is it kind of, you know, a certain, you know, your demographic, so you yeah. know how, who to reach out to? And so, so, so yeah, yeah. I'm talking about that, I, I well, and it's important because I mean, we're, we're doing this effort because I think when you, I, I guess when you see running, you no, know, and, and maybe you're not, not, you're just beginning to run or you're, or you're someone that you, you are more of a hiker and stuff. The natural and normal first reaction to, to our experiences is of like, Hey, I'm, I mean, I can't do that. I'm like that's, that's not, that, that's gotta be for, you know, like a serious runner. That's gotta be for, but that's, that's so far from truth. And we, again, no, since our philosophy is is not about it's not about the running it's not about that we've designed and we have procured that the experiences are, can be open and, and inclusive for anyone you know, anyone even if you want to come and, and just walk it all walk it all and we're going to provide the logistics and infrastructure and safety so that you can it can be done and at the same time uh, in a group and this happens all the time just just right now in patagonia no? we had like a two or three people that were probably 90 percent of the times just hiking it and then you had a, 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 another big group that were like running m more seriously and uh, but at the same time the people that are running really seriously have already the mindset that they're not there for in a race. They're actually there for to explore and at the same and we're moving as a unity and as a family. So the the front pack is actually worried and in, in building and procuring that the, the, the people in the back are like also you know moving together and and so so we're we're yeah we're doing that effort of, of showing that uh, and yeah really displaying and showing that this is for anyone so that people that have seen it and are afraid of, of part of joining because they think that they can't and that it's not for them because they just they have just done you know maybe they just don't have a marathon or something well that's that doesn't really apply mm. and you you can come no and, and we've partnered we've partnered for example with uh, I don't know if you know of Myrna Valerio and from, uh, she's an ultra runner in yeah. the states yeah. and she's a, a big advocate for uh, inclusiveness for in, in terms of outdoors and running and we we did a uh, call collaboration with her and experience in the Cooper Canyons with uh, Tara Maras and, and that was a uh, one of those uh, steps we took to 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 really you know yeah show that anyone can can be part of this yeah um it's so important just to see what else yeah. is, uh, is there. And then, of course, there's one one limit that uh, is more of uh, traveling for. I mean, you've you gotta if most of the times you you have got to fly and stuff, and unfortunately, not everyone in not not everyone in the world has the position to 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 pay and invest in their in traveling. Mm -hmm. And and so we're also trying to find a way of of through. Well, we'll have to see, you know, but through organizations, through brands, through anyone, through the community, you know, being able to, you know, 
open up grants and open up uh, the possibility for anyone. No, it doesn't matter. Your, it doesn't really matter if you have the economic resources that you could also come and enjoy uh, these experiences because we believe that uh, in, the, in the power in the transformation that they have. No, so so yeah, that's this, I mean that last part is more of a of our a focus that we're gonna start working on. But but yeah. As far as your like personal practices when you're out there, like for me, being out in the camp that we were just at, I made a point to meditate every day and to read my books and to journal. And I had like my system that I made sure that I, I took time with. I sat in nature and didn't say anything. And I was so silent. They, I, I swore the group thought something was wrong with me, but I was like, <laughs> this is this is my process, you know, when I finally get into quiet and I don't have to hear an ambulance every five seconds. So do you guys have any like routines that you you practice or just a system that kind of you have to adjust to when you finally get out there you mean daily in in our lives or no while you're on the adventures yeah is it while on the experiences i mean every every, i mean by now it probably is a part of your everyday life (laughs) it's 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 translated into our lives and also the other way around yeah what we do in our lives has translated into the experiences Mm. But every day starts with a meditation, mm-hmm. whether um, and, and it can be depending on who's with us on the trip. It can be any kind of meditation. So mm-hmm. we like to explore a lot of a lot of stuff in that way as, as well. Now we've had Hakim on, which has a very particular approach to to Buddhism mm-hmm. and, and Qigong, and we've done all all that part, which has been incredible to explore as well. And then we have more kind of like mindfulness meditation and all this stuff happening as well. Um, so every day, that's, that's, that's one of the things. And then um, there's not, aside of that, there's not really um, routine, routinary thing within the experiences. I mean, we have yoga happening throughout the experiences and we always place it and play in, in, in spots where we know it's going to benefit people the most. Mm-hmm. But personally, do you guys have anyone? Any? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. I personally, um, I mean, besides no, doing and being engaged in, in all of this, uh, I can think of like when we go out, when we start a run or, uh, or we start just moving through a trail, just before we, we go, I, and this I do, I guess, well, mostly in the experiences, but I, I, I try to set my mind in tune with, with the space and with nature. And sometimes, well, not all, all the times I kind of make this, uh, shout, you know, like sort of like, I don't know, it's, I don't know, like an, some indigenous shout, like, whoa, is that it? Can, well, Can I do it? Yeah, do it. <laughs> it's Absolutely. Have to, I have to be in, I have to imagine. A trail here, but okay. like, okay. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> we peaked. <laughs> so, so, so something that like that. Not before hitting a trail, and, and that I do it because I, I, it sets my mind in in the in a place where where, where for me most of the running and in, in, it translates to the experience as well. It's a game. Yeah. It's, it's 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 playing again, coming back to your, you know, taking out your inner inner child, and, and so doing that shout, you no, know, brings takes me back to like, hey, let's go out and like be this tribe running along the trails and explore and 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 play around, and when people usually hear that, then the next day you'll have like 
two or three other more people shouting with me like Whoa! and it's fun yeah so that's uh, like a sort of ritual that i that i know that i do yeah and then just thank and thank the, the space where we're at mm -hmm. maybe touch plant touch a tree and just yeah 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 Co going back to that question <laughs> I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's a lot, I relate to what you said a lot, because for me, it's a lot of, uh, as well about like kind of bringing it, bringing it back in. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, I do, I do journaling mostly every day during the experiences as well, because it, it helps me kind of, kind of not only recap on what's going on, but also bring myself back into the space. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more, kind of like an introvert and in the experiences I have to be out there all the time. So that helps me kind of reconnect to, to what's inside, no? And, and kind of, yeah, get it, get back in there again. And in general, it's just always doing an effort to be, to be, uh, you're in this amazing opportunity to be in touch with nature in a way that doesn't present itself too often. So also um, I always try to stop a lot during the runs and just appreciate what's around me, you know, and, and also maybe sitting down and touching the earth, you know, and, and connecting to, to what's there because yeah, it just grounds you a lot. So, yeah. What do you always keep packed? Like just ready to go? Packed? Mm -hmm. mm, well, try to do it very lightly, but, uh, I guess just a pair of reliable shoes, sh some short shorts, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, same here. We're light packers. We don't need much to run. Isn't that the beauty of running? Yeah. Exactly. You don't need much. Yeah. Yeah. Gear, gear can be overwhelming. Yeah. A lot of gear. So, yeah, just keeping it simple. Yeah, and even about the shoes, no? Like, I, with shoes, like... And we see it every time we go to an experience with, with our, with the people that we work with, the locals, like more precisely, like with the Taramaras yeah. in that experience, we work, um, we have the fortune to, to work with, uh, Silvino Kimare, who is, um, uh, just a legend in the, in the, within the Taramaras runners. He was part of the Born to Buck, yeah. uh, Born to Run book. And, uh, well, and you see them in their sandals, no? it's famous in, in how, how they run in them. Like, like you've, you've never seen someone run before. And, and then at the same time, you see, well, you, the shoes, you might even like ask yourself if you really need them or if you really need them to change every, you know, every hundred miles or mm -hmm. whatever the number is. I don't even know, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know the number anymore. I've given up on all of that. So, I mean, I have shoes that most people would have already thrown out yeah. uh, like, like two years ago. And I, I, I run them and they're perfectly, I mean, I have no, no problem with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think these experiences also have opened up that vision a lot. I remember this first experience in Oaxaca with Carlos, the guide. Oh, yeah. It's this guy that just lives, lives up, up in the mountains and mm -hmm. he... He's never been a runner. He plays basketball and he takes his little girl on his shoulders every day to school. It's like 5K one way, 5K back through the hills, like through the trails in the mountains. And he's got some cows and some stuff that he works on. 
in the fields, but that's basically his activity. And when we did this first experience with him, it was incredible to see how he was. We had people from running crews, from coming like serious runners coming from all over the world, well, mainly Canada and Mexico. And um, this guy was the fastest in the group. No one could, could catch up with him. And he was running in basketball shoes, like old, old basketball shoes <laughs> in a massive backpack with a two liter water bottle inside and a bunch of stuff in there. And he was just like going at it in the trails and it, it was incredible. So everybody was So you start, though. you really start thinking like, and everyone was wearing this amazing gear, you know, some people even after the experience, some, some people gave him some shoes, no, and some, some stuff. And he was, he was happy to have it, of course, but you start wondering, do we really need all this stuff? No. Yeah. And also running being such a primitive sport, no, like Mao was <laughs> saying about the Taromara. It's, it's a human sport by, by excellence, no? I mean, that's how I got into, into mm. it. I was living across the street from a school and I just saw kids go outside and play every day. And I was like, what, what is it in the, adult mind that makes us stop doing that mm -hmm. because you have to do release that every day mm -hmm. you see kids mm -hmm. and they just in the afternoon maybe twice a day they have to go outside mm -hmm. for recess and i was like what what is it that i'm missing every day let me go outside and go play for an hour mm -hmm. hour and a half and that's yeah. really it let me just go adventure yeah. Yeah. for an hour hour and a half open my mind to new things even like a child as well you look at children how wide their eyes are because they're learning mm -hmm. and then again you know you get to a point where you think you've learned enough and you haven't because there's so much more outside to explore um this issue that we're working on for the next magazine is on survival. And I think even what you're mentioning with Carlos and climbing and this idea that you don't need much to survive, even to like get your kid to school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. you this is an idea of like what you really need and the difference between needs and wants, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, suddenly being out there really puts that into perspective. Just thinking about do we really need all this stuff that we're surrounded by? Yeah. You know, it's mostly about comfort, and it's okay, but you don't need it to survive. No? And where is our innovation and comfort? Exactly. Because it doesn't exactly. always have to be in what's made. I think that's where I live most of the time. Yeah. It's like most of the time we've we've been going one way, but there's a whole other way to approach almost everything in life. So where is our functional fashion that makes sense to how we live and how we survive? I mean, I might like, we had these little sleeping pets that we were sleeping on in the cabins and I'm a side sleeper. And so my hips and IT bands are killing me the entire time. Right. And I'm like, how do I fix this? You know, in my mind, if we could make something that blew up on the side that gave you cushions and padding, that's the innovation towards helping people survive, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. like putting our all of these skills that we have, these app developers and engineers and all of these people who are making all of this amazing, these amazing emojis, um, putting them <laughs> to use, you know, to do other things in life. But it's just, again, seeing that need and getting more people out there. Mm. And, you know, I think the work of what you're doing, what collectively we're doing is to just create the need and mm -hmm. desire within people so then they know, oh, there's more to life. Yeah, for sure. Than what you're being fed in main media. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How are you guys making your voice louder? I mean, obviously this opportunity, but how are you getting out there to be um, a competitor within main media or but just to get the voice out there and, you know, <laughs> be louder so more people can be a part of this? Well, we try to do, I mean, this, of course, no, yeah. a lot of um, 
media trying to get the message out there and um a lot of word of mouth a lot of people mm. no community yeah, that's, that's community. the strongest exactly mm. community is the main thing for yeah. us and uh like we said no we we're we're building this community out of all of our past participants that includes sessions getaways and retreats and these are people that have in some way been involved in in the in the project and have have us well have lived the philosophy and the values of what we what we're talking about today mm-hmm. so that community it, we, what what we're looking for in this community is for for it to be a voice of 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 these ideas and to spread them uh, out uh, through their communities you no know, and to bring more people in and not even to to us necessarily you not know, or in touch with our brand but more in touch with these ideas about traveling and about being more active and about just going out there and not being so so linear about the whole thing and so losing a little bit of of structure and just being able to to go out there so community is a massive thing for mm-hmm. us um our own i mean our own media we work a lot we try to work do a lot of collaborations with artists with with brands so that we can also highlight the voice through that through video content through amazing photographs through work with writers that write for our for our own stuff our own podcast so yeah we're trying a bunch of a bunch of stuff i, I think to to be able to get something like this out there and for it to be more than just experiences and more mm. than just a product yeah it has to there has to be a lot of outlets and and a lot of a lot of more much more content to it yeah you know? it's it's i guess it's about finding different ways and mediums to tell the story that we that we that we want to tell yeah and that we want for people to know that there's other stories that you can hear and you can follow mm-hmm. not the not that linear story that we that has taken us to deep trouble deep mm-hmm. trouble there's so there's other ways and and that's and through the community through the the content through the such like media appearances and stuff that's how we were organically moving out out there so is virtual reality out of the question <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to getting out there i know that's a tricky one to ask that's a tricky one <laughs> wow. i had to ask yeah I, i mean for me it is kind of i don't know I, I, at least at this point, I haven't really explored it a lot. But for, I mean, yeah. again, for me, it's about <laughs> leaving the couch, yeah. actually leaving it. You know? So, so yeah, yeah. I guess I, I mean I, I would have to, you know, get much, much, more deeper into what VR could be potentially and evolve to. But today, yeah, I don't. I, I kind of makes me kind of makes me you know, gives me the. A weird feeling to think of, of of a substitute for you and being there in front of that glacier surrounded by that that forest you being there and you feeling it and touching it yeah. i'm very sensitive to that stuff because mm. i mean the eyes are an organ and a part of the entire holistic system in which we operate you know mm. so most people forget that part and 
along with breathing and everything else, like just the way you see things and what you connect to in that way, as as far as your kinetic system, it's affected. So, you know, if you do applied kinesiology in the entire experiment, you put your arms out, you look at a tree, you look at a, a light post, you compress your arms down and, you know, based on what you're looking at and if it's artificial or not, it's the same thing when you're inside on a, a bicycle doing your workout inside mm-hmm. instead of being outside where you're actually being, getting healthier because you're experiencing more, you're mm-hmm. stimulating, you're all of your senses in the right way, you know, and I think we're a little hung up on this, like, oh, I can recreate it and stay inside, but it's not working the way it's supposed to, and it's desensitizing you, and even, you know, your dopamine levels for wanting that and being excited. Mm -hmm. You can't be excited about nature if you're not outside in nature. And talking about (laughs) innovation again, it's like... Why? Like, if we can actually go out there, you know, it it might might make, make sense for for specific cases where people can't uh-huh, access exactly. this, absolutely, no? absolutely. Exactly. I see a, sen- a yeah. sense in that, and 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 I support that in in that way because it's also a way for people to experience these things yeah. who wouldn't have access to it any other way. But uh, aside of that, like if you can actually do it, why virtual? No, just make it real. Just make it real. <laughs> is that a, is that a new subtitle? That's a good one. Jeez, that's good. All right. Fueling. I know we talked about food. I, I love food. Maybe that's why I get excited. Um, any particular fueling while you guys are out there that you focus on? Or is it more just kind of embracing what's there and, and as far as the location and taking in mm-hmm. what's cultural? Lot, yeah. It's a lot about embracing what's there. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a, I think we come back to the, that same point about what do we really need mm, you know? mm-hmm. and the more and this applies to a, a bigger conversation as well but the more local we can be in what we're consuming mm-hmm. the better the healthier mm. and the better we're going to be so we yeah we push that a lot when we're traveling as well just let's eat local let's eat what's here and let's fuel our bodies with it amazing how important is social media for you guys it's, it's well it's an it's important big, yeah. tool to yeah. to to mm-hmm. tell the story to, yeah. to tell the story out and but we don't really go crazy on it I, it's my belief i mean and in terms of social media i mean i guess we are really like instagram eve centered mm-hmm. because what's your a, instagram it's a visual uh, it's aire libre a i r e l i b r e dot run aire libre dot run yeah and uh, so, well, of course, being it so visual in R and the places we go being so visually powerful. So it just makes perfect sense, you no, know, to, to put it out through that, you no, know? but, but yeah. Facebook, Twitter, we, are you there? We do use Facebook, maybe mm-hmm. for the community mm-hmm. as well, and as another channel to to post what we post on Instagram, basically. So it's kind of a double thing. We have our following there as well. So we, we also try and, and, and bring them value through that channel for mm-hmm. people that won't use Instagram as much. But I think going back to what Ma was saying as well, coming back, going back to our beginnings, we started like the first year of Aya Libre was about creating content and putting it out there. Mm-hmm. That eventually evolved to making experiences because people were coming to us and asking us, hey, your content is is great. How how can we come with you? How can we run with you? And we're like, you can't. Mm. Like, 
it's hard to t bring people to run along the border, <laughs> the U.S.-Mexico border or, or the Sonoran Desert. But eventually what we did was to translate this content and the storytelling within that um, content to experience that, that experiences that we could actually give to people. No, so since that then, Instagram has been big for us because it's a great platform to put content out. And it's just very, very visual and we're, we're very visually driven. So I think that's the main thing with us you know, about being able to communicate what's in this, these places and, and the messages that we want to put out there the best way possible. The, the, the more visual, the more creative it is, the better. How important is music? And yeah, <laughs> in life. In I mean, yeah, you know, in life, but also like we had our beats pill out there, and every moment, like oh, okay. it was, it was fun for a moment, and then again, I like disappear, mm. and I'd go and sit in silence because I'm like, I'm in nature. I need to be in silence. I don't need to yeah. hear whatever's playing, you know, it's, it's like, is there a balance that you try to, you know, have when you're on the experiences or even just when, you know, when you're out of like how much artificial noise you're um, including in the experience or do you just prefer to like leave it all out? Are you out there with headphones? Is mm. it important or not? I mean, there's moments for music for me. I, yeah. I, I don't personally run with music. Mm -hmm. I, I've never been able to. Mm. Also because I am a musician, I study <laughs> music. So whenever I'm listening to music, it, it just messes up my 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 pace. Really? <laughs> yeah, because if it's in a different beat that I'm actually running on, okay. it, will, it, it won't work. And it'll mess up my breathing. <laughs> and it's just a crazy... But what about if you just set a BPM and then just keep yeah, that? Yeah, I've tried it, but <laughs> <laughs> not really. No. no. Okay. So yeah, I've never been able to. No, and I've I've tried it a couple of times, and I've never really gotten too too much into it either. Yeah. Um, and I just like running, like the, this. No, also the sensory experience. Of yeah. Kind of embracing what's out there, and 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 being able. To, I don't know. Running has this thing about sensitizing you to to your environment. So I really like to. Every time I run, I, I just like to to get into that to tap. Creating your own beat. Mm. There you go. With yeah. your feet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and in general with the experiences, most, 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 most people, and it's not we tell people what to do or not, but most people don't run with with headphones. Yeah. Uh, most people are just out there without, you know, and, 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 and the, but then music, because we, we have a lot of times where we do, you know, a drive from A to B or take a ferry or, and so in those other moments we do uh, try to, uh, uh, do some uh, embed some music and do some research about like good music from the place where we're going at mm -hmm. in local music and then and we create some playlists around an experience and then we usually play when when there's a possibility and it's natural and we'll we'll be playing that the music there and and then, yeah, another. I mean, I guess that in the Tamascales and in the another uh, session and rituals, there, there's there's also music that you 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 play, like you're invited to just sing and play and stuff. So that 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 it plays a role through through those rituals as well. Um, yeah. All right. So 
What's in the future for you guys as far as, you know, next couple of years? I don't like to do five years. It's so far. <laughs> um, so far. I couldn't so tell you where I was going in five years. Oh, yeah. When Instagram <laughs> first came out and I was like doing social media stuff and I was like, I didn't know this was a job, but it's a job. <laughs> um, so yeah, what do you guys, you know, see hmm. this year? 2020 is a big year. Let's, let's hmm. just say one year. <laughs> um, the plan for this year and, you know, how you'd like to grow things mm-hmm. and... Hmm. So, what you're after? We're we're after a very a very we're not looking to to expand hmm. massively, and because also a lot of what we do is about being able to control the details and making it intimate and making it special. So at least today we haven't figured out the way of expanding expanding massively while doing that, and and also we don't. We don't have a particular interest in, in making this explode. We're we're more more into into growing it sufficiently so that it can sustain itself on the long run, and for us to be able to to move the experiences around the world throughout the years and explore new places and bring our community along and bring people to places they've never been to, mm-hmm. not and impact new places through the work we're doing. Um, that in terms of of experiences this year, as Ma was saying before, we're expanding more internationally. We're going to Israel. We're going to Peru. We're going to Patagonia again. Uh, we have some destinations in the United States and Canada, and three destinations in Mexico still. So it's um, it's going to be an interesting year for sure. And and after that, we're I think it's it's just going to go more in that direction about. Going expanding internationally, not in, in, in terms of destinations, not necessarily in terms of the number of experiences we do every year, and um, a lot of we're looking into a lot of collaborations, creative collaborations with people, with brands. And again, a project like ours has the ability to just grow in so many different directions. Do you so, want a show? Sorry. Do you want a show? That next, yeah, a television <laughs> show, or no, no television show. Mm, I don't know. Not, not in the. It goes uh, back to the virtual reality <laughs> exactly, thing almost. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, more, more, more in terms of like brands we admire or yeah. artists we admire and stuff like that. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to be able to to collaborate with these people and and brands and so on and just and just. Be uh, be uh, again ignite creativity and, and change and inspire people through that as well. Mm-hmm. So we're looking into that a, a lot as well. No, and and the community we're looking to grow that more and more and see where that takes us. No, because that again has a lot of potential into impacting more people mm-hmm. and changing a lot of minds. So the community is a big thing in our future, and um, and yeah. That's basically where it's yeah. where we're at right now, no? Yeah, we. I mean, it, and it's just funny because again, going back to that idea of the stories that get told and people follow, and um, many people, you know, come to this question that. So, how are you going to grow? Grow? It's like a very like a frequent question that many people may ask, and then usually most people think that our project should grow like massively mm-hmm. and just have this, you know, are you going to, you know, you know, 
are you going to get big investment and, and expand all over the world and do an app and do, you know, a million of things. Um, but um, we're, we're, our mind and our, and we're not there. We don't believe that. I mean, there's other ways of, 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 of growing. And I, we, I don't, I don't, the thing is that I don't think we believe in that perpetual growth. Mm-hmm. No, we believe more in like, in in doing in doing the stuff we we like and following curiosity and, and, and keeping it keeping it as we want you know, keep keeping a control and keeping a um yeah keeping giving experiences that we personally would love to to be part of and and as soon as we lose that uh, we it, then it's some stuff that we don't want to be doing no? so absolutely i think that's a big part of longevity too and we don't yeah yeah and creating a brand and something that people can identify with and um, use as a reference. Even with what I try to do with Undo, it's always been about consistency mm-hmm. and never about, you know, big, big, big extremes. Because yeah. you want to maintain it. You want to know your community. You know, you want to know their names. You want to care. You want to still have mm-hmm. that connection. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you, like, give up that, you're. I mean, we're all human. You can only do so much, you know. So once you give that up and there's just so much, you can kind of lose, you lose the the taste and texture of what you're after. And you guys are after sensory experiences, you know, that are transformative. And it's really hard to do that if you're doing a bunch, you know, and you're you're growing at a level beyond your control. Yeah, and I also think the world needs more projects that are not focused on just eternal growth, you know. Mm -hmm. There's not Mm -hmm. such thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's not to be sustainable. It's not necessarily. We don't have to look at growth all the time. No, it's it's got to stop at some point and and just live. Mm. No, so kind of what you're saying with undo. No, have a consistency uh, rather than just looking to expand and expand and expand like like we're used to seeing. No, in big corporations that are not necessarily ideal nowadays. Yeah, I mean. Trust, I've been tempted with many of things mm-hmm. and considered them, but then at the same time, you just say, how much of this can I still control and exactly. is going to stay true to the integrity of what I want to do? I mean, advertising has been one of the biggest ones for me within the magazine mm-hmm. because we don't do advertising. Mm-hmm. And so, like, financially, everyone looks at us like, what's wrong with you? But I'm also like, I have so much more control by not doing that. Mm-hmm. And that alone has given me the longevity to not mentally care mm-hmm. about another brand caring about me. Exactly. So I just care about me, and then it just keeps happening every every you know few issues. Mm-hmm. We just keep putting one out because I care enough to get it out instead of waiting to appease you know whoever's investing. And I think you can lose integrity, and then mm-hmm. you're just losing the truth of what you're doing. For sure, you know. Oh yeah, it's a long one. It's a good one. Yeah. Como como vamos a ver? El tiempo. Sesenta. An hour. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, um, let's grab some bites before we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, um, this was great. An amazing show. I mean, great understanding of the experiences. I'm so, I don't want to go home. I, I just want to keep on adventuring. I'm so, I think my re- resolution this year is just to continue to stay on adventures hmm. and to not get like hung up in the fact that I have to go back to busy work life just to kind of make it fluid. I, 
hung out with a friend of mine years ago and he told me like make your mind your office and that's always been like my thing is just like being able to go and say I can do it all here and it's it's here I don't have to be behind a desk so (laughs) I think what you guys are doing as far as getting people outside and exposing them to more and even getting them to think that way and to open their minds up is incredible. Um, please share any, I know we have social information, but all of the bites that we need in order to find, locate, if you want people to locate you, if you don't want them to find you, you can also just not say anything and we'll play music now. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, as we said, we under, well, our website is yeah, yeah. the same. No, it's idealibre.run. Awesome. And with that same name, you can where you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and the whole jazz. Yeah. Is it just those two? Do you have Pinterest? I just, I mean, the people want to know. No, no, no. Just, okay. Just that our website. And if you if you just write, you just go into Google and write idealibre running, you'll find us. It's That's. See, people don't tell you the SEO tricks of how to find what you need. I appreciate that a lot. Because <laughs> everyone's so stuck on Instagram, and I'm like, if I can't Google you, you don't exist. They don't exist. <laughs> and I, I'm saying this from a person, like, I'm named after a lake in Kenya. So people Google me, and they're like, you don't, you don't exist. <laughs> but <laughs> I do believe in, yeah, the SEO search. Yeah. So thank you. All right, cool. And reach out. I mean, we're always, yeah. we're, we're there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys for creating this. No, thank you. Um, you. Yeah, and this has been long overdue, so it's really awesome for us to be able to get together. Um, I feel there's so much more, especially like this next issue, this next year, Um, definitely coming off this trip and what we've been doing and exposing people just to what else is out there and what they could do with their time and their energy and their minds and humility. So Mm -hmm. thank you. And Gracias. Thank you.